Hello and welcome back to another episode of Truck Talk, the show about launching, building, and hopefully successfully exiting a small business. I'm your host, David Shaughnessy, and I run a local pool servicing company here in Sacramento, California. And today is Thursday. It's going to be super smoky out. Um, I've already done a couple of pools and and one uh, service call. We have somewhat of a lighter uh, load of of pools to do today, which is kind of nice. But that being said, I still have um, quite a bit of service calls on on my plate that I need to get to before the end of the day um, because I've been kind of putting stuff off and I've gotten myself behind. I had... uh, uh, basically I had a uh, family in town for like almost two weeks. And so I was just doing what I could to, to see them. And sometimes that meant, uh, shoving some of the less important tasks, um, off of my schedule and, and moving them on to this week. But that said, that means this week, it's pretty damn important for me to just get through everything. Um, I've got two more kind of larger jobs that require, um, at this point, I wouldn't say like, you know, heavy thought, but um, just a little bit more physical. One's on electrical. I got to put in a, a replace a timer. One is uh, I've got to, you know, use some putty and patch up, patch up uh, uh, what potentially is a, a small leak. Well, it's a large leak, but, you know, I've got to just go and try to patch it up. So, um, yeah, but that's what's on the docket for today. We have uh, what used to be our Friday route in this area that we're operating in today. Uh, and mixed with, I think, a Tuesday, like a little bit of a Tuesday route. Um, only 27 pools. We're already, you know, it's it's an hour in. We're already um, moving a little slow, but um, not if you consider the amount of driving is required for the first pool of the 27. So we're making good, decent progress, I, I'd say. Um, plus, just the fact that I'm already done with uh, one of the, the well, I'm, I'm done with the part of the service call that I was on the hook for this week. Now the next part is, uh, uh, it's basically switching out a light bulb and a, and a pool light. I've got to track down which type of unit it is and, and which type of light bulb to put in there and then, and then swap it out. Um, so yeah, so things are, things are moving forward. Um, again, I'm trying to get through most of this stuff as fast as I can because it is very smoky out. Um, is right now it's not so much cause it's still pretty early in the morning, but I know come around nine o'clock in the morning, it's going to get nasty. And you know, the cartridge, I'll be, I'll be breathing through our, uh, our respirator, um, all day again, uh, which man, my nose took a, a beating yesterday from just having the, the mask on all day. I don't know what happened, uh, to the, the fit of it. Maybe I just, my nose got bigger. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So yesterday, if you didn't catch yesterday's episode, it was kind of a bummer. Um, we, we were all set up. We had hired somebody, uh, you know, I had, I got put together his uniform and, and, uh, equipment package, his welcome package. Basically, uh, we were ready to go. I was ready to train him. I have a, I ordered a truck. The truck is still on its way. I'm still going to buy it. Um, but you know, we got a lot of things kind of a lot of balls moving and yesterday was going to be the first day, uh, for this new employee. And, um, he was a no show. Uh, I, you know, tried calling, no answer, um, no messages from him. So we effectively got ghosted. Uh, so it just didn't work out, which, which stinks. But, uh, you know, our accountant said something and it's, it's really true. It's, it's better now than later, right? It's, it's much better to find out that 
you know, this is how he's going to behave now than, than just like one day he just doesn't show up to work and like we're overloaded or something. So it's all good. And you know, like, like everything in business, you know, it it ends up, what's funny is it, uh, it usually ends up being for the best. And this is just another example of it being for the best. I mean, we were starting him this week because I need uh, to get out of the route work pretty much as soon as I possibly can. But I was kind of pushing it from a financial standpoint. Um, you know, we didn't have the cash reserve that I really want uh, to have when we get the secondary employee. Uh, we were going to have a whole new truck payment that's higher than I've ever had. I think it's going to be like 450 bucks a month just for the truck alone, not to mention the the, the amount that is going to increase our insurance is going to be high. Um, you know, our payroll is going to be higher. I had to take myself off of payroll and I was just going to kind of, um, not pay myself for as long as I possibly could and only take the absolute bare bones essentials, uh, that we needed. So, uh, versus, um, if we waited a couple of more weeks and it doesn't sound like it, you know, a couple more weeks, you're like, well, that's not really a whole lot of waiting, uh, but it's, it really is the case that just by waiting two more weeks to have somebody start, we um, more or less, we are putting ourselves in a position where we'll for sure have enough of a cash reserve. Um, so two more weeks, you know, uh, next week, is the, the bills for August are due. Uh, and then by the end of next week, the new bills for, for September go out. Uh, and we, I call it the golden week. It's really like the golden two and a half weeks, but I call it the golden week, uh, between me and my wife who, uh, my, for those of you who don't know, my wife is a co-owner of the company. She founded it with me. She does all, uh, she does a, a, a ton of the kind of, um, back of house stuff. So like getting employees onboarded, getting, uh, you know, doing, working with our accountant for all of our, our billing, all of our, you know, financials, anything, basically anything that has to do with being organized, she handles. Um, and. And, uh, you know, and, and which is a lot. And as we've grown, it's become a, a, a tremendous amount. And uh, so that's that's kind of the co-owner. So we call this week uh, coming up the golden week because, number one, the bills are due for the work that we've already um, uh that we've already uh, done uh, for the previous month, and we can start tracking down late payers, so we get late payments coming in, and then and then bills go out. And what happens is we have a, a just like we have a section of our comp, uh, of our book of business that um, does not behave very well in regards to paying their bills on time. So we have a, a group of people that consistently are late, um, and we have to kind of track them down. Just like we have that, on the other side of it, we have a group of people who consistently pay as soon as the bills go out. And um, if you're one of those people, uh, which I know nobody's listening to this, um, you know, but I really appreciate those people. But anyway, so we have a we have a pretty big inflow of capital, and what I like to do generally is just pay off most of the kind of expenses, like the recurring expenses that we have. So like loan payments, car payment or truck payments, um, you know, payments for our, our accountant, um, basically all the things that I predictably need. I like to try to order our chemicals. Um, but, well, I normally used to like to order our chemicals, but nowadays it's like, I just get those as soon as I possibly can, when I can, where I can, and however much it is at the time, that's what it is. So in like, for example, in July, we operated at actually a $1,500 deficit, but that's because we, we effectively bought nearly two months worth of chemicals because we're such an incredible shortage. I just wanted to stock up. And now we're nearing the end of August. It's, I believe, the 19th today. 
Yep, it's the 19th today, and uh, I've really only bought acid once and a bucket of tabs. Uh, and Well, I've bought acid a few times, but like the equivalent of one order of acid, uh, one of my normal monthly orders of acid. Uh, so I've only done that once. So we really, uh, now we are getting a little low on chlorine. I did put in an order for uh, another pallet of chlorine, but, um, you know, we, it's the 19th and we still have probably enough chlorine. If we really had to, we could make the chlorine last for the entire month of August. Um, we've been out of shock for a little bit. I, we're, we're kind of rolling on our last maybe 30 pounds of shock, uh, which has also been pretty tough to find, <coughs> excuse me, but, but yeah, I mean, we're, July, we operated at a deficit because we bought so many chemicals. It, it's lasted us this long, um, but we are starting to get to the end of it, and I'm starting to feel that pressure again. Of oh crap, I've got a stockpile again. But I mean, that's the that. But, but that's that's the thing. So we operated at a deficit, but it was a it was kind of a strategic one, and and we're gonna make it up this month. Um, kind of forgot where I was going with that one, but uh, yeah. So things are going pretty well. Um, you know, so it it does suck that we didn't get this employee, but it's also been an eye opener for me. Like number one, um, you know, the guy was seemingly on paper, he was a go-getter. He was saying all of the kind of the right things. And, uh, I've kind of realized from this experience, uh, and and an experience I had previous, um, I got to be careful about the guys who say the right thing, you know, all the time, like, uh, who's, who sounds super go-getter because I'm a go-getter, right? I, at least I like to think that I am. I, I really want to get out there and just get it done and, and build this thing and grow this thing and, and make this thing happen. Um, because the sooner I, I put in this hard work, the sooner this thing is built out and the sooner I get to live the life that I really want to live, which is not working 12 hours a day uh, cleaning pools. It's more like traveling and hanging out with my family and going mountain biking and just playing video games and doing whatever I want to do, you know, like that's the life I want to have. And so I want to get after it hard in the paint every single day until that happens. Because the more I work now, the sooner uh, that comes, um, hopefully, right? That's the, at least that's the whole, the whole reason I'm doing it. Um, and so that's my personality. And so when I hear other, the, these, you know, candidates who come in, and they seem like they share that mentality, I get really excited. I'm like, man, this is the guy. And I, I feel like one of the takeaways that I'm, I'm, one of the things I'm taking away from this experience is that um, although that, you know, these, that this is not necessarily mean that anybody who is, you know, seemingly on paper a go-getter and, and you know, is fired up to do this and, you know, says things like I'm, I'm ready to work till from dark till from dawn till dusk kind of thing. Um, that While there may be guys out there who definitely are, uh, I'm kind of finding that um, at least for the last two uh, experiences, experiences I've had, the last two guys who have kind of said that ended up not either not working out with the company once they started and, and ended up being like the opposite. Like I literally had a guy who was telling me like, I'm ready to work, I want to hustle, I want to grind. And he would literally fall asleep on the job like multiple times. And I like I had, Honestly, one of the lessons I learned from that, I, I didn't I didn't know what to say at the time. I'm like, well, I mean, if we're just driving around, it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. You're falling asleep on the job. Like, what was I thinking? I wasn't thinking. I was trying to think like, well, I'm really... About, so my problem at that, for that example specifically, was um, 
I'm very uh, results oriented and all I really cared about was like, well, are you learning how to do the job and will you do the job well when, when time comes? Like that's the only thing that really matters to me. Like I don't care if you fall asleep in between if you're if someone else is driving. Like it doesn't really matter. But then the more I think about it, number one, it does matter. You have to be a, like you're literally asleep on the job is a saying. Like you are literally asleep on the job. That's a problem. So that's a problem in itself. But also, um, you know, the kid just wasn't picking it up. And it's like, well, if you're not picking it up and you're falling asleep, that's like a double whammy. Um, but anyway, the po- I, I, I'm digressing quite a bit. Um, but but the point is, is I've noticed the last couple of times that I've had somebody who's quote unquote a real go getter, they end up crap in the bed. They end up either ghosting me and not showing up, or they end up uh, falling asleep on the job. Um, in any event, so it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of shifted the way that I'm approaching this. I'm starting to think about okay, maybe I need to avoid those people and be uh, and, and go for more of the people who are just keeping it real. Like this is just a job. This is just a job for them. Like they're you know they're not gung ho. They're not really you know they're not saying they're ready to work from dawn till dusk. Like let's hustle. Let's get after it. Like it'd be nice if that was the case. If those words meant something. Um, but I, I think I need to try out the people who are like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the job. You know, like the, the mild mannered, not like ecstatic to get to work, not, you know, trying to show me how hungry they are, how prove how hungry they are. Um, and I have a candidate in the pipeline that I'm really hoping, um, works out because I think he's kind of like the, one of the more ideal with this new perspective, with this, with these new character traits. He was very mild in the, in, on the phone call when I had my phone interview with him, uh, but he works a very labor-intensive job now, um, and like he's working out on on farms um, right now. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, I've got a couple of other candidates in the pipeline. We're relaunching our job posting. We're like, we're basically just trying to recover from. Um, not getting this employee uh, started. Uh, but what I'm getting at is um, this is for the best. I mean, now I'm being forced to uh, adapt, reevaluate how we hire, reevaluate the character traits that I look for, reevaluate um, the timing of the last hire. You know, I'm realizing, I'm, I'm truly realizing um, that it would. As much as it's painful for me to have to continue to do the routes and like I'm continue, I'm continuing to really not be able to have any time to do, uh, you know, bring on new customers. I mean, I guess I could, and I, I'm also kind of worried that like I I don't want to stop growth for too long, um, and lose any kind of momentum we were building. So I may just turn everything back on and just kind of rely on my team member uh, slightly more than I'd like to and also just work a lot more than I'd like to uh, to keep making forward progress. Uh, But yeah, no, this was good. But also the other side of that is it's good financially. Like we were, it was a little tight. It wasn't wasn't like I was so worried that we were going to lose it all. Uh, But it's a very expensive truck payment coming up. Um, It's, it's, you know, it's a high salary. I mean, I'm, we're paying big bucks for this job now. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a little, it's a little tight. It's just, even with our price raise, even with our route, you know, rerouting. So we're now so much more efficient, even with the software. So we're now even more efficient, like software probably made us one to 2% more efficient. Uh, but then the, the rerouting probably made us like 
40, eh, maybe like 35% more efficient, right? So we're at like a 37 to 40% more efficient than we were just a little while ago. Also, we're making so much more per customer. So we're actually able to keep the lights on. I'm certainly not going to be rich from this, but it's just a much better uh, environment and a much better in situation across the board now. Uh, just simply because we've we've kind of taken this time to clean up, clean up the book, clean up the business. You know, like work on efficiencies, work on things that that make us better as a company. Um, God, this is such a far. I'm wondering if I made a mistake uh, to do this service call right now in the morning. I, I kind of wish I had gotten more pools before I got out on the road, but I'm already halfway there, so I can't. Nothing I can do about it. Um, but yeah, so I just think financially we're in a much better spot uh, to be able to take on whoever this next employee is whenever they show up, whenever they become the employee. We have two candidates on the books. Well, we have one candidate on the book for an interview potentially and another one who's it's a pretty strong chance he'll be on the book for an interview. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling good about where we're at. I'm feeling good about... Um, the situation. I mean, obviously, there there would be, there are a lot more ideal scenarios and a lot more ideal situations to be in. And being out of the route is still top priority for me. But um, you know, I've kind of processed the blow of being ghosted, um, and we're I'm I'm ready to just continue to move forward. I mean, I, at the end of the day, that's all you can really do. That's all you can do is just if it doesn't work one day, keep going, keep keep showing up. And the next day, maybe it'll work. If it doesn't work that day, the next day, try the next day, and the next day. Um, and that's, that's really all I can do. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I wouldn't say that I'm happy it happened, but I will say that, uh, there are advantages to this happening. Um, so yeah, so, but I, I did want to talk about, um, a couple of things that have been rolling around in my head, um, that I'm, I'm pretty excited about one of which I, I won't go into too much detail, but I will give you kind of a teaser of what I'm thinking. Um, but uh, I'm thinking a lot about exiting. Um, well, there's a couple of things. I'm, I've been thinking a lot about exiting, number one, right? Because, uh, I mean, it's it's at the top of every show. Um, we're launching, building, and hopefully successfully exiting a company. And what does that actually mean to me? To me, right? And now, this is kind of another example of there's probably an actual term, exit, which I'm pretty, I was pretty sure what exiting a company means is you you sell the company and you don't work on it anymore. And, uh, so if I'm missing using this word, just bear with me. It's just what I'm, what I'm getting at is, um, you know, think, think of the spirit of what I'm saying, not the letter of the, is the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Like, just think about what I'm trying to get after and not necessarily the, you know, my deficiencies in business vernacular. Uh, so one of the other things that I've been really thinking, so number one, the way that you can sell a company, at least the way I'm hypothesizing because I've never sold a company before and I've certainly never sold a uh, pool company and I've and frankly I've never heard of anyone selling a uh, pool servicing company before so I don't know if it's ever been done I don't know if it can be done Uh, I think it can I definitely think it can but then you got to think okay so what would it take to sell a business like this right especially one where the um, the most common exit for pool guys is they sell their book of business they sell their route and then they they try to sell their their equipment with it right they try to sell their truck they try to sell their 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 vacuums their poles their um, caddies all of that right their 
back to waste pumps, their shop vacs, all, all of those things, they try to just liquidate everything. And that, and you usually get 10x the revenue. So not even 1x the, or 10x the monthly revenue, the MRR. So not even one times the annual revenue, right? So that's kind of tough, man. That's a, that's not an ideal exit. You have to have, I mean, for example, to make a million dollars, you're going to have to have a thousand customers at a hundred, uh, at an average of a hundred dollars per month. That kind of sucks. That's kind of a crap. Oh, oh, sorry. You have to have more than that, right? You, you don't even have that. Because it's not that, like that would be annual. So a little bit more than that, like whatever, 1100, 1200, somewhere around there. Um, so that's pretty, pretty crummy uh, from an exit standpoint. Like you have to build a huge business. I mean, I've been at this for almost two years and I'm at 100, and not even 150 yet, right? So that's going to take a long time to get to uh, for a million dollar exit, which is not even really the exit I have in mind. I, I want more, uh, I want a bigger exit than that. Um, so I, you got to think, okay, so if that's the standard and I want to do something that's not the standard, what do I need to do? Well, so, uh, to start for starters, um, you know, we'll go this way. Um, for starters, uh, in order to exit a company, uh, when I look around for most pool companies, the owners, like, I don't really know. I know one owner who's like somewhat hands-off, but he's still, he's still working every day. He's still checking in on stuff every day, right? It's just, he's probably only working like two to three hours a day. Um, but then again, I don't actually know if that's true. He might be working a lot more, uh, but he is about the, I, I know one guy who's the, who's done the closest thing to what I have in mind, but even him, even he, and he's been doing it for 30 years, and but he, even he isn't really like structuring his company the way that, um, that I would want to. I mean, granted, he's also doing things that I'm not doing. Like he's in retail, which I have no interest in doing retail, none whatsoever. Um, I mean, I could be, I'm open to being convinced as to why it's important and that I need to do it, but I'm very much so not interested because I don't know how to run a retail store. I'm not the most organized person. And that's something you need to be super, super organized for, or you need to partner with the right person. But, but, um, that said, uh, you know, there, so the, the point is, and I, and I know guys who have huge businesses, small businesses, um, that run the gamut, right? But none of them run a business that does not require them to be actively involved on a day-to-day basis. None of them, right? And so if no one is able to sell a business for a three times uh, annual multiple, you know, annual, annual revenue multiple, if none of them are, are able to sell but none of them are, are out of the actual day-to-day, well, then there's your... To me, that's the glaring hole. That's the big problem. Now, not to say that they haven't tried. I don't know if they've tried to get out of the day-to-day. Maybe they have. Um, but I don't I don't really think so. Because I, I know these guys, and they seem... Like, some of them love it. Some of them feel borderline trapped by it, but don't know how to get out. Some of them, you know, it just is what it is. They don't... I don't talk to them too heavily about this kind of stuff, but I get the sense that it's just, they're just running their business and they just think this is a job like anything else. Like they're just business owners, not employees, but you know, they're going to have to work until they're older and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know all of their motives. I don't know. It's not like I know everything about these guys. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I'm their best friend and I know, I know the inner workings of their head. Like I don't. Right. But, um, but what I would say is that none of them seem to be looking at the problem the way that I am. The way I'm looking at it is I need to be able to exit one day. 
right? I need to be able, and if that's if the sale is the exit for me, um, to sell the business, I need to be it, the business needs to be self sufficient, right? Because that's to me that's kind of the best way you. That, I don't know if it's the only way to sell a business. Like I, I'm sure there's you know businesses for sale and people buy businesses that require a lot of time. Um, you know, because maybe you think that you can make it better, but but to me, the best way to, to position yourself to sell a business, and again, I have no idea what I'm doing, so this is just me spitballing with you, right? Like I'm just, you know, we're just talking about this. Like I have no evidence of anything. I don't. I know one person in like personally that sold a business, and I've I don't really talk to him ever, uh, and so I have no idea what it what goes into it. Like this is just me spitballing based off of what I've read online, and, and that's about it, right? So. But the way that I think that I'll be able to sell any business is so that the business is self-sufficient. It runs and grows and, and maintains itself. Well, so if none of my uh, competitors who have the size that I would imagine would be enough to have a self-sufficient business, but they don't have a self-sufficient business, if I can bridge that gap, well, then I can sell this company. That's my goal. Like that's the that's the gap. That's the little um, difference between me and, and these other guys. I think. Um, and again, I'm you know pretty green to doing this. So like maybe there's something that they've learned along the way that killed this dream. Uh, but I have backups for that, right? And so that's my goal. But then you got to think, okay, well, I mean, if it's self-sufficient, runs itself, maintains itself, um, why why sell it, right? Well, I mean, to me, the answer is is just you know lower risk. Uh, it lowers my risk. I can just said put that money into you know big old ETFs in the in the stock market, you know, in retirement accounts and all that stuff, and then we're we're all good. If I can get a cash out now. You know, let's say I, I set, we get to a million dollar a year revenue, and I sell it for a three x multiple. So I'm, I'm, my wife and I are walking away with three million dollars. We can just throw that into the market, into retirement accounts, and, and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we're in our thirties, like early thirties. Um, I don't know. Like, granted, I don't know if we're going to be hit a you know, million dollars a year in our still while well, we're still in our early thirties, but hopefully in our mid thirties. Like, I, I definitely think by 35, I should be able to, to have that, right? And so if we can build this in a way where we're thinking systems and processes that run, that help you run your business, and then people, the right people involved um, that help you run your business and cut them in from an, from an equity stake um, or cut them in in some profit share stake, something to help you offload that day-to-day responsibility, the right people, that's a, that's a key, right? Well, then... Then I've bridged that gap, and I think that we'll have a much more sellable business. And and the reason why I would want to sell is because it's easier, right? If I if I only have to check in on the business once every three months, once every six months, that's great. But if I never have to check on in on the business, that's and I get a fat stack of cash that's going to and that I can use to then pay all of my bills for the rest of my life and live whatever life I want for the rest of my life. I mean, that's a lot better, right? <laughs> that's a lot better. Um, it's either way is great though. Um, and, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. Um, so number one, that's how I think I can do what all these other guys are not doing. If I, cause I, and I'm laser focused on that. I truly believe that this is possible. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm fairly confident that I'm not, I, I truly do like with in my heart of hearts, I believe that I can do this. 
Um, I wouldn't be working this hard if I didn't, right? I know I can. I'll put it to you that way. I'll put it to you this way. And I've said this before on the podcast. I believe so much that this is possible. I believe so wholeheartedly that this is possible that I already feel like it's it's mine. It's I already feel like it. I have it, and it's just a matter of showing up every day to build it. And I, I'm not articulating that well, and I still haven't figured out a way to say that um, where it makes sense. But I just I yeah I don't know how to explain it other than it it's so real to me. It's so doable to me. I believe in it so much that I it almost feels like I've already done it. Right, almost. I know I haven't, um, but I show up every day to to build it. Right. So I think I can do it. Um, And so that's what I'm gunning for. But let's say it doesn't work out. Let's say I build that, but no one wants it. No, you know, let's say I have a business that's growing itself, managing itself, maintaining itself. But it's, you know, for anybody who would want a quote unquote portfolio business like this. um, One second here, truck talk, going through a little construction zone, some weird stuff's going down. Ooh, power line stuff. Yikes. Um, But yeah, let's say that um, I do pull off a bit, you know, building that business, but then nobody wants it because it just doesn't spit out enough cash flow to make sense for, you know, somebody who would want a a portfolio company like this. Um, Then at that point, well, I've already built, um, you know, a self-sufficient, self-maintaining company and I don't have to, you know, I check in on it once every month, once every three months, once every six months, whatever the case is. Like I would like to, to have something where I really only have to check in on it like once a month right? I just get updates and, and checking in on it means like I just get updates from my leadership team. And I know, I know the problems of each department and I can offer some, some help with regards to like advice on how to handle some problems. But for the most part, I've got my team. Uh, my team is solid and they don't need my help. Um, and that's really another thing. Like when I'm, when I'm looking for leadership, I want to only like the only people that I want in leadership are the people who will not need my help once, once they are fully like onboarded and in the, in that role. Like once they've been doing it for a year, like they, they just don't need me anymore. If you need me, you're not good enough to be on my team uh, for leadership, for the leadership side, right? Um, that's the, the main thing I, I want to get at is, you know, you, you can need my help. You can need help and work for us for sure. Uh, but like from a leadership, someone who's going to be like head honcho stuff, like general manager, or like in charge of a repair department, um, you, you should not need me uh, for help at all. Like if anything, I should, I, I would be getting in the way if I, if it you're you are the kind of person that I'm looking for for leadership later on down the road, and look at me, I'm not even 150 customers, and I'm already thinking about like criteria for my leadership. Um, it might sound silly, but that's the thing. That's how much I know this is going to happen, right? That's how much. That's what I. That that's a good example of like inside of my mind what I think about uh, whether or not this is going to happen. I I'm already thinking about my leadership, but like. If I, if by me coming in on a day-to-day basis gets in your way and harms the company, that's, that's an indicator that you're the right leader for, for this company, right? Uh, I need to be out of your way is what I need, right? So that's what I'm looking for. And I don't, you know, I, I have ideas on how to, to bring that in. Um, you know, I want specifically the first kind of major leader I want to have and, and, and whether or not I'm thinking I either cut them in on equity, like a small uh, slice of the pie on equity. So then when we cash out, they get a chunk or I cut them in with profit share. You know, there's a whole lot of ways we can, we can kind of incentivize this. And I, I'm just going to have to kind of figure this out with a lawyer, with our accountant and with the, the person uh, themselves. But like, um, for example, like the repair department, that's something that I 
would really like in the near future within, let's say, the next year and a half to start vetting people for. Because here's the deal. I can do all of these repairs. I can plumb. I can do electrical. I can install new pumps. I can put in new filters. Like, I know how to do all of this shit. Like, it's not that hard because I've been doing it for long enough where, you know, I know enough to be pretty dangerous for most things. I don't know everything. And, and, and that's maybe that's a good uh, way to put it. Like, I know enough to be dangerous, but I definitely don't know everything. But here's the thing. If I were to spend more time on getting better at the repairs um, than I already, than the, the kind of budgeted amount that I have now, which is like three to four hours a day, um, if I spent more time than that, it's now taking away from building the business. It's now taking away from higher value things, and um, which is not really my strong suit. Like I'm not even like the strongest at these things, these repair things. And it's going to take years and years and years and years to get to where, for example, our contractor that we have. Um, that we do a ton of business with. Like, it, I will never catch up to his skill set, but like to get to where he is now, I mean, the guy's grown up around pools. He's been in and out of pools. He's been working on pools, working for pool uh, companies. He's he, like his whole life. He was a water polo player, a swimmer, you know, worked as a lifeguard, worked in the pool industry, like his whole entire life. I will never be as good as him. And why, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to even try because why would I work super hard for the next five, six, seven years to get at least close to as good, you know, but I'm still not as good, um, but good enough kind of thing to just manage my own repair department. Um, when I could just leverage somebody who's already done it, when I can just, you know, work with somebody who already has these skills, why would I build these skills? There's no point, you know, versus I've got the vision, I've got the strategy, I've got the, the you know, the work ethic to build the business, uh, build the sales, which is kind of my stronger suit, build the, you know, the service, build the quality that makes us better, you know, build the service quality procedures and policies and standards that makes us better than our competition, um, you know, that's where my strong suit is and I, and driving this company forward, you know, setting the course and, and, um, steering the ship, right? That's what I need to be doing. And so it doesn't make sense for me to, to spend too much time on the repairs. Now I should become more educated. I should always get better at repairs. I should be doing what I can to improve my skill set as a pool guy for sure. I'm not saying I shouldn't, I should just stop all my personal growth in this, but that, but that is a pro like that in, therein lies um, the problem, right. That I think most of the guys in this industry, uh, don't solve, right. They think they need to learn how to do all of this stuff when in reality, they just need to give up. And I've worked for a CEO, uh, in my past kind of software career, and he had a really good way to put it. You need to give up your Legos, man. You need to share your Legos. And if equity is the Lego are the Legos, um, that I have to share, I need to share that le those Legos with the guys who bring in the skill set that do it doesn't make sense for me to build uh, because it detracts from the like. There's only 24 hours in a day, right? There's only 15 to 16 hours that you can devote uh, to work in a, in, in, a, in a day, right? So why would I spend so like a, a larger portion that I'm already spending to build these skills to never be as good as someone else who's already built those skills? If I just if I can just give them some of my Legos, if I can just give them a slice, and now they're in charge of that, and now I never have to worry about it again, right? Like full autonomy, you build this repair department. You have the budget. Every repair dollar we make, you decide how to spend it. We take a you know ten percent cut for the company so that we can you know leverage that money in other ways. But everything other than that, all profit, all whatever you need to hire an employee and train them if you want to have a crew, whatever you want to do, 
You know, that's, I would much rather have that because then again, if the goal is this company needs to be self-sufficient, well, the only really way, the only real way that I see this becoming truly self-sufficient is to give away some Legos and to give away that control and let somebody who's better at this than I am do the thing that they're better at and stop pretending like I can come in and be better than them or be as good as them. I can't. I can't. I have so many other things to do. And that's the whole part of, of, of building this business in a, in a self-sustaining way. I mean, look at our routes. Like, let's, like that's at a macro, like big, big uh, leadership level, right? But it, it's all the same as you go from like the top level C-suite guys that I'm going to be, I'm going to want, you know, um, whatever chief repair officer we can call it. I don't know what we'll call it, like chief operation, whatever we want to call it. But the C-suite, like what I would in turn, uh, what I would consider the C-suite to a, th- this trades company, um, you know, that's one way or that's, that's kind of like one aspect, but it boils all the way down to our guys, like our guy in the field right now, our, our pool technicians right now, I'm doing the routes. I need to hire somebody who is going to have nothing but the routes to think about during the day, nothing, of nothing but, uh, offering high quality service, uh, to be in the trucks doing the service because I won't, and I've, it's already happened with my current guy. He is a better technician than I am from a quality, leaving the pools in a quality state perspective. And the reason is, is because I have repairs to do. I have customer service to do. I have sales to do. I have billing to do. I have payroll to do. I have work with my accountant to do. I have work with my wife to do. I have strategy to do. I have marketing to do. I have sales to do. I have all these other things to do and I have route work to do. And all of those other things take time every single day, maybe not every single one of those things, but I would say at least 80% of those things I have to do on a daily basis. Right. And so when I, when I talk, when I uh, talk to people on a customer service perspective that they don't want my technician and they want me to do their, their pools again, I don't laugh at them. I understand where that comes from, but they don't, (laughs) I can assure them that they do not want that. Because my technician in the field right now does a better job in the field um, servicing pools than I do, uh, or at least equivalent to me, right? But oftentimes, I am stressed the fuck out, and I'm trying to get to other things, so I'm trying to go fast. I'm not dropping the ball. We don't skip parts of the job. We don't do things that are in, you know, on, you know, not good. Quality is still the utmost um, forefront uh, in my mind. Like every single time I'm at a pool, but it's just physically impossible for me to be as laser focused as my 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 technician, who that's his only job. I have all of these. I'm a human being. I have all of these other things on my mind. He only has this. So he's going to do a really, really good job. And that's, that's the person you want in, on your team. But that's what I mean. Like, um, as I build this, I want to be able to offload these responsibilities. I, I'm wearing a lot of hats. I want to give these hats to other people. And some people you can pay on an hourly basis to give them the hat. And some people you need to give them equity um, and control of parts of the company. And I have no problem doing that as long as I know it's the right person. But going back to why I'm talking about this, the reason I'm talking about this is because that in in itself is my exit. That in itself, push comes to shove, we can't find anyone to buy this thing, that is my exit. The exit for me is building a company that I don't even have to run. My ideal scenario right, is we build up to 750 to 1,000 customers. We're making well over a million dollars a year in revenue, probably 1.5 to 2 million a year in revenue. 
And um, at that point, I've I've been working a lot. I've been building my teams. I have leadership. I have a repair department fully run by itself. I have a service department fully run by itself. I have a marketing department fully run by itself. A sales department fully run by itself. Accounting fully run by itself. HR, all of it fully run by themselves, all working together, all working on the same goal of building this company to be the most badass pool servicing company in all of Sacramento and potentially further in like more locations than just that. Um, and we're all working on the same thing. And then at that point, find my CEO to replace me. Now we're talking years down the line, but find a CEO who sees the same thing that I do, who has the same chops I do, who has a track, proven track record that they know what they're doing, so they've run their own business and they want to get in on, on something like this that's already built. They don't want to do the sort of preliminary legwork that I've had to do, but they have a track record of success. If I can find that person to run the day-to-day now and I become a board member or whatever, I don't know, like chancellor, whatever the hell I would become. I don't know what I would be called. But if I become basically the owner of the business, but the CEO drives the ship and I no longer have to drive, like that's the last thing I'll, I'll outsource. You know, that's the last thing I'll delegate. But I, you know, my main job is to drive the ship with all those things. And to be able to drive the ship better and better and better is to offload all of these things slowly, but surely build these departments, build the customer base to pay for these departments. And Make sure every one of these departments brings in more money or maintains money in some way, right? And then eventually I will need to offload the steering of that ship, the building of these things. And um, that is my goal. And so um, I kind of wanted to just crack into this uh, today because I I wanted to um, tell you how I approach my quote unquote exit. Now, if that's not technically what exit means, I think you get what I'm saying. Right, I think you understand what I'm trying to get at is my goal here is to build something that runs itself. And, and that's what any company truly is, right? A company should be uh, a group of people whose collective efforts build something larger than what could be accomplished as an individual, right? And I wanna build this group of people, this this with full of systems and processes and procedures and uh, you know uh, driven driven killers like driven uh, people who are just going after it ready to ready to get after it, ready to make this bill see the vision believe in the vision I want to align everybody towards the same thing so that I can exit and this thing can better the lives of, of, of the employees better the lives of the of the people who have uh, equity stakes better the lives of our customers better the lives of the community um, and we can we can build something that is better than what I could be on my own and we could build something that is focused on the greater good solving this type of problem now we're not heroes I'm not trying to say like oh the greater good like as in like we're gonna save the world servicing pools but I mean people have pools they need them service it's a need in the community and we I want our company to be the best at solving it um, and the way that you become the best and that's the other thing that's the other thing like the limitation that I see in other pool guys is that they don't have that ability to let go of control for a lot of different aspects of their of their company, of their business. And they're not partnering with people, not looking for ways to expand the the amount of people working on it in a smart way. Um, so that they not just so that they can get out of the get out of the day to day, but also just so that their companies do better. 
I think my service technician does a better job than me because that's all he has to think about. And he's a quality person. He's a hard worker. He's got integrity. He's got, you know, he's a nice person. He's easy to talk. He's a good guy, right? And I'm, you know, what we're doing is we're building something that that he can make a living with um, using those qualities, right? And our customers end up doing, you know, having a better uh, uh, service experience with us because we've done those things, because we have him in, on the team. And I want that to, to translate to every role that we ever create moving forward. And that, that is my true exit. Whether we sell the company, whether, whether we don't sell the company and I hold it for the rest of my life, at the end of the day, that is what I mean by exiting. I exit by building a team that is all that all shares the vision that I have in my brain, um, and that betters their lives, betters our customers' lives, and betters the community. Um, and and so that's that is my exit. Uh, and I just wanted to crack into that because I feel like um, you know I say it at the top of every episode. I want I want to be clear about what I'm doing because again, this is a document like this is me documenting this whole journey, this whole process. Um, but I don't want there to be a misunderstanding about what I mean by exit. It's not uh, a purely a greed perspective, right? It is not purely centered around, well, I just don't want to have to work. It is. That is a big part of it. That is my takeaway. I don't have to work eventually, right? But everybody needs to retire. I just want to retire sooner. And I'm, ready to, I'm willing to do harder things to do that. And I think that's fair. We live in a, we live in America, man. Like this is land of opportunity. And if you want something like this, you can go and get it. I truly believe it. So that's what I'm going to get. But that is what I mean by exiting. Uh, I would like to cash out. That is my personal ideal. But at the end of the day, I just the main thing I want to do is build something that pays people's bills that people get fulfillment from people get to have challenges uh, that they get to overcome so they get to live a more fulfilled life they make their living and and the the customers get a better service everything gets better as the team collectively gets better and bigger and more um, you know I get to offload more control more ownership uh, to other people because I trust other people. I know there are good people out there, good, hardworking, smart people out there that could do certain parts of this better than I can because I can tell you with certainty there's a ton of stuff that I don't know how to do. And there's a ton of stuff that I know that I don't know how to do, but I know it's not worth it to try to figure out how I can do it better. It'd be better to just leverage what's already out there, the people that are already out there who have these skills. And this is what... Um, this is the way that I approach. This is what I mean by exit. This is what I mean by building. This is what I mean by launching. This was the whole kit and caboodle. The whole time that I've been doing this, this is my vision. It's been clear from day one. And I, I just wanted to share this with you because I don't think I ever truly uh, and fully articulated it. Um, so that's it for today. Um, that's the episode. Um, now you know how I, I look at this, what I'm seeing, what I want uh, this to become. And um, I just wanted to share that with you so that um, there wasn't any confusion. Because I know when you say things like exit, there's probably a, a definition that I'm not going with. Just like when I used to say scale the business, apparently I'm not scaling, I'm just growing. And that's okay. You know, But that's the thing. I, I don't know everything. But I did want there to be at least... Um, I, I did at least want to explain that exit in a much more um, full way so that you know where I stand. 
in it. Anyway, so I think you get it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like this podcast, please leave a follow. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're on any other platform, please leave a follow or a like or, or rating, review, whatever you can do. Um, it really helps. Um, we've been growing actually a little bit in our viewer count, which is actually really cool because I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so thanks again for listening and until the next one, have a great rest of your day and bye.